Hello and welcome to another podcast on the fruit of the Spirit. Today we're going to look at the last two, uh, gentleness and self-control. Now when I talked about goodness, I mentioned a lot of qualities uh, that I would also associate with gentleness. But what is gentleness? And I think that gentleness, when we look at the fruit of the Spirit, and we, and we think about, you know, starting with love. And if we go to 1 Corinthians and look at love, and, and some of the things there that it says about love um, is really impactful for me and, and helps me um, to, to see the, the world in a different way. Because these things can be very confused and confusing. But when we, when we unpack it and let God make the definitions instead of us trying to come up with our own definitions, um, then things become a little bit more straightforward. And so, for instance, in, in, the, in the aspect of love that I want to look at today, uh, when we talk about gentleness, this aspect of love, I think uh, we come down to love hopes all things. And when we think about love hopes all things and believes all things, um, this is how does love view the beloved? And it's viewing the beloved not as an enemy and not as uh, um, somebody to be opposed, um, but it but it believes in the beloved and it and it hopes the best for the beloved. And we think about gentleness. I think this is key to understanding gentleness because if you're in conflict with somebody else, how you view that person in that moment is going to dictate how you respond to them in this conflict, right? So if, if, if somebody's coming at me uh, with violence, then I'm going to respond with violence, right? And, uh, and I'm going to assume that person is an enemy, they want to destroy me, and therefore I'm going to push back and try to destroy them. And that's because I perceive this person as an enemy who wants to destroy me. And when we deal with our fellow travelers this way, either Christians or non-Christians, um, I would put to you that, that we're not walking in the truth. Because the truth is different than that's my enemy. We live in a society today, uh, especially in America, but all the way around the world, where everybody who's not like us and doesn't think like us is our enemy who must be opposed. And in treating them this way, we are not treating them with gentleness and we are not bearing that fruit of gentleness. We need to back up a step and look at what the conflict really is because this is going to help us um, hone in on the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to hone in on Jesus Christ and allow His Spirit to reign in us. And that's going to bear fruit. It's going to bear fruit that looks like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. But now gentleness, how does that look? in our lives? How do we approach gentleness in our lives? It's a really important verse in 2 Timothy. As Timothy is giving advice, uh, as uh, Paul is giving advice to Timothy here, and he's he's coming down verse 23 of 2 Timothy chapter 2, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies, 
you know they just breed quarrels. You know, he's just, you don't, don't, don't get involved in that. And then he goes on to say, well, that's what you don't do. Well, what do you do? He says, well, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach patiently, enduring evil. In verse 25, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So who are the opponents and how are we to uh, treat them? And Paul is telling us here at the at the end of Timothy, he's, he's telling Timothy, your opponents are not the real opponent. These guys have been captured by a snare of the devil, they're captured uh, by him to do his will. It's the devil that's your opponent, right? So these guys coming at you, your enemies, figuratively and literally, they're not the ones to get angry at and get riled up at and to oppose with force. No, 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 no. We approach these guys with gentleness because they've been captured by the real enemy. You know, it would it it's these guys are are prisoners of war. And how do you treat a, a prisoner of war? Well, you know, carefully, <laughs> this guy's been damaged, he's been captured, he's been abused. And uh, and and rather than approach him with anger and frustration and and aggressiveness we should approach these people with gentleness and why gentleness because it may be i i i'm i'm a little bit discouraged with paul's uh verbiage on this point here um, he says and they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil you know uh, God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. Uh, it doesn't sound very certain to me. It it may be that they don't <laughs> get free. It may be that they um, don't repent. It may be that they stay in their captivity. But whether they stay in their captivity or escape from their captivity, whether they continue to walk in a lie and in uh, subservience to the enemy, or whether they walk in freedom of the Spirit of Christ, um, your job is to treat them as those for whom Christ died. Your job is to treat them for those uh, that God loves. They are His beloved. And you will treat them that way. And that means you're going to treat them gently because they've been damaged. They're being controlled by the evil one. It may look like uh, they're an angry mob. It may look like they're frothing at the mouth. It may look like they're attacking you and seeking to do you harm. But, but this is not uh, how you treat them. You don't treat them in kind. If they treat you as an enemy, you don't treat them as the enemy. Paul's saying they're not the enemy. They're in the control of the actual enemy. And what you need to do is to treat them with gentleness.
And so we treat them carefully. We treat them gently. We don't respond to anger with anger. We don't respond to hatred with hatred. And how often are we guilty of this? We're guilty of this all the time. And it's so easy to do. I mean, if they come at us hard, we're going to push back hard, right? And yet, that's precisely what Paul is suggesting Timothy not do. And why? Because they're not the enemy. They're not the problem. In, in, in our over-politicized world, it just seems like we're divided on every level. We're divided by race. We're divided by politics. We're divided by economic status. Uh, we're divided by language. We're divided by culture. We're just divided, and we're divided by age. <laughs> we're, we're just divided on so many levels. And as we look across to the, the people on the other side of whatever divide we're looking across, we see enemies, enemies who are coming at us. And Paul is telling us, stop. Don't look at this guy as an enemy. This is, you know, don't draw your sword and go after him. No, 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 no. You treat him with gentleness. Now, what do you do? Do you just let him roll over you? No, that's not what Paul says. Paul says, you teach patiently. He says, you correct others with the truth. He doesn't just say, ah, just ignore them. He doesn't just say, let them get away with whatever they're doing. No, he says, you do teach the truth. You do proclaim God's grace, God's glory, and the truth of Jesus Christ, crucified on the cross and risen from the dead. These things we teach, we teach the love and the grace of God. We proclaim these things, but we proclaim them in the spirit of gentleness, in that same spirit of meekness where Jesus chose to go to the cross. And he says, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down freely. And now we also lay down our lives and in meekness, we approach our enemies, we approach those around us, and we teach them patiently, hoping that some will be set free by the Spirit of God and will escape their imprisonment from the enemy, the real enemy, Satan. And, and in this, we can treat each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And for those who are not in Christ, we can also treat them as those who are beloved by God. Not as enemies, but as those who are captured by the enemy. So, gentleness is so important. And this is going to lead me to a discussion on self-control. Uh, because self-control is something that um, is so, so difficult but it's related here, and I, I want to relate it back here because it's not off topic in terms of we're talking about gentleness, we're talking about approaching the enemy. How did these people become captive by the enemy? Well, obviously, originally, Adam's sin places us in the, in the kingdom of the enemy. We're born in his kingdom. And being born in his kingdom, 
we are listening to his voice. He's the prince of the power of the air, and he's the one telling us what is right and what is wrong. He's the one who's controlling us. He's the one who's saying, rise up, take charge of your own destiny. You are owed certain things and you're not getting them. And you need to be angry about that. You need to grasp for what is yours and take it with violence and with force. You need to oppose those who are opposed to you. You need to crush your enemies. The voice of the enemy is in our lives from the beginning because we were born into his kingdom because our ancestors said yes to him and no to God. And so now here we are on the wrong side and we're born in enemy territory. We're a part of his kingdom and we're hearing his voice. It's his voice that you hear when you face across the table from someone you thought was a friend, but now you know is betraying you and you react in anger and frustration and, and revenge in, in that situation. You're grasping, you're holding on, and you're promoting yourself because you've got to look out for number one. If you don't promote you, no one else will. These are all phrases of the enemy. And now we turn, we look to Jesus Christ, the righteous. We see that he has bought our ticket, the golden ticket to get out of the kingdom of the enemy and come into his great and glorious kingdom. And now we're listening to his voice. But... <laughs> we're still in enemy territory. We have allowed the king of the universe into our hearts. And we're now trying to learn how to hear his voice and let him reign in us. But we're still in enemy territory today. We're still on this earth. And the prince of the power of the air still has too much of our attention. And we're listening to him. And so it happens day by day by day, situations come up, somebody walks in and they say something and you are offended. Somebody's trying to take what is yours. Somebody is disrespecting you. And now it's up to you to stand up for yourself and to gain the respect that you deserve. And all these voices from the enemy are coming in to tell you these things and you lose self-control. You blow up. You're angry. You're frustrated. You react in, uh, uh, in our myriads of, addic of addictions. If it's alcohol or pornography or uh, simply watching too much sports or simply uh, being involved in uh, too much in a hobby or whatever it is that you're using to escape all of these things are a loss of self-control and it's in there. We have lost self-control because we're listening to the wrong voice. The voice of the enemy is still too strong and he is trying to control you. And he's trying to control me and he's trying to pull us back into his kingdom. But we are bought with a price and therefore we should glorify God in our bodies and we should do the things physically with our bodies with our mouth with our actions we should do these things that bring glory and honor to him and we can only do that 
by walking in the good works that he has created for us for to walk in. And so we have to listen to his voice. But this is hard. And therefore, self-control becomes a frustrating, uh, difficult battle. Uh, I like the, the, the song um, that, uh, that came out last year. And he says, um, every day is just another struggle. Every act, every choice is an act of war. Every choice is an act of war. <laughs> and you see it, right? I just love that phrase in that in that song because and every every choice is an act of war is such an accurate description of our lives you know and the voices are there you know the old cartoons had the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder and it's so simplistic and we always laugh at it and it seems like the character almost always went with the devil <laughs> in choosing uh and, and yet is that a terribly inaccurate way of describing what's really going on? Here we are in enemy territory, and the enemy is telling you in your head as you're sitting across from this person, that person doesn't respect you, that person doesn't like you, that person is working against you, and you're like, yeah, that person is working against me. He doesn't respect me. He's not listening to anything I'm telling him. He's not for me. I'm going to act out against him. That's the only way to take care of this problem. I'm going to have to look out for number one. I'm going to have to protect me because if I don't protect me, nobody else will. These lies that we believe are, 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 are happening in our own head and we need to recognize them for what they are. And it's only when we back up and we say, Lord Jesus, you cast out the devil from my mind. You, uh, you take over. Let me listen to what you have for me. And let me return to 1 Corinthians one more time. And let me go back down the laundry list of love. And say love is patient and kind. Love hopes all things, believes all things. It bears all things. Well, maybe this person is against me and opposing me right now. But I'm not going to hold that against him. He's just in bondage to the enemy himself. And I'm not going to let the enemy win. I'm going to turn to you, Lord Jesus, and let you win in this situation. I'm going to react in gentleness. I'm going to react with patience. I'm going to let your spirit reign in this moment. And when we do that, that is self-control. It's a difficult battle. It's not one that I... Uh, it, it's one that I, I was going to say, it's not one that I, I win very often, but I have to tell you that as I have identified this issue in my life, and as I have become better and better and better at recognizing what's going on, I still don't do what's right all the time. But when I, even when I do wrong, I recognize what I'm doing. I'll be sitting there and somebody will say something. And I'll have this really negative reaction. This voice will be speaking within me and going, you can't let them get away with that. You've got to stand up for yourself. You've got to defend yourself. You've got to... And I'll know this is the voice of the enemy. It feels so right. But I know that it's foul. 
I know that it's wrong. And, uh, and, and I've got to say that I'm better than I was at putting that emotion aside and saying, no, that's all a lie from the enemy. Those thoughts, those angry thoughts are not my thoughts. Those are his thoughts. And I'm giving them back to him. He can have them. I'm not taking on those thoughts. I'm looking back to Jesus and letting and, and listening to his thoughts, his thoughts of love and concern. And more often than not, what I discover when I do that, when I do exercise self-control and I don't lash out in defense and in anger and frustration, when I am able to do that, the, the emotion suddenly disappears. Suddenly I realize it was all a lie. That person actually isn't opposed to me. That, that person actually doesn't disrespect me. But even in the cases where that person does oppose me or disrespect me, it, it's not for me to be emotional about that in terms of, oh my gosh, I have to fight this enemy. No. I'm sorry that this person is in bondage to the enemy and I pray for him. And I lift her up to the throne. And I know that it's only by God's grace that they can escape this trap that they're in. And so now I want to teach, even as I'm doing right now, and I want to teach with gentleness so that this person that I'm facing as my enemy in this moment, because they're listening to the wrong voice uh, themselves, that they're in bondage themselves. And I want to teach carefully and patiently and with gentleness. Hey, Jesus Christ, the righteous loves you. And I love you too. And together we can turn to him and find freedom and grace and love and life. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. The spirit brings life. The enemy brings only death. So how can we have real life? By turning to him and allowing these, his spirit to reign in us and these qualities of that spirit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness, self-control, I did them out of order, but it's okay because these things are all aspect of one beautiful jewel that he places into our lives. And as we give direct our, direct our attention, our thought, minds, will, and emotions back to him, he gives us this grace. And then we can act out in this grace. And you can see here from the end example that I've given, the stakes are so high. Not only is your own peace of mind, your own joy and peace at stake, but also these other people around you who are in bondage to the enemy that you have perceived up until now to be your enemies. Now you realize that it's only as you turn to the Lord and it's only as you listen to the, the voice of Jesus in your life and you can bear this fruit of the spirit and then you can teach and they can be set free. The stakes are higher than you think they are. The Lord has sent 
all these people into your sphere of influence. And now it's only as you look to him that he can reign in your life and by extension begin to reign in their life as you bring good teaching, as you point them to Jesus. But if you respond in anger and frustration to them, then all you're doing is pointing them to the voice of the evil one and you're keeping them in bondage. So think about these things deeply. Think about your relationships. Think about how you react to people, how often you react in anger and frustration when what you need to do is act in gentleness and self-control. Not so that you can just keep your own peace of mind, but so that the rule and the reign of Christ that you allow to come into your life extends out as an invitation to others. And they too can experience the fruit of the Spirit in their lives as they listen to the voice of Jesus. May God richly bless you as you continue your journey with him.